Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering Unhinged. But before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So, oh shit, tea. Tea. (laughs) I am doing a repeat of last episode, but I am drinking the Plum Deluxe Vanilla Sugar Cookie Dessert Tea. It's got green rubos, cinnamon chips, blackberry leaf, ginger root, fennel seeds, and vanilla essences. I am also doing a repeat and using our I'm going to kill you at some point mug, merch mug, link down below. This is Plum Deluxe's Peach Bellini Herbal Tea, and it's got Ruibos tea, apple pieces, apricot pieces, strawberry pieces, mango pieces, orange peel, pineapple pieces, rose petals, peach and papaya essence, and no caffeine. And thank you as always to Plum Deluxe for allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our lovely tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. Summary. Unhinged. (laughs) I actually made my own summary. I'm so proud. Out of anger, a mother taking her son to school honks at another driver, which sparks his rage in a ruthless pursuit to harm her, her son, and everyone she knows. I thought I did pretty good. Yeah. So for entertainment, so Jess had recommended this movie. Yes. And it was actually recommended to me by Leslie. Thanks, uh, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this movie was much better than I thought it was going to be. And so for me, this is like a solid 7.5. And the only reason why it's not a 7.75 is because of a few reasons that I'll talk about later in the in the episode but like I really like that they show all of the stress that the mother is going through prior to her honking at the driver it you know it it helps with her relatability Mm -hmm. but also helps explain what I perceive as like an overreaction of what was happening because all he was was he wasn't going when it was green. I feel like it was an understandable overreaction. Yes. Because you know of all her stresses. Like, she just snapped. She's just having a bad day. Yeah, she snapped. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting it. I also like that they took, like, an everyday situation and made it, like, a worst-case yes. scenario. Because I'm sure... A lot of us, if not all of us, have heard those like scary road rage stories where mm-hmm. people are getting shot at or they're being chased on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, or someone swerves in front of them and hits their brakes hard. Yeah. Yeah. Just like really mm-hmm. dangerous stuff. Yeah. And it takes something that happens, unfortunately, every day and brings it up to the extreme. But mm-hmm. it's just like just on the realm of possibility enough that it just kind of like plays with your head yeah 
But yeah, it plays with the fear of like encountering a driver with road rage, which mm -hmm. I really liked. And you know, that is the the whole purpose of like horror movies is to play on these everyday fears. And so I feel like this movie did a, a really good job going back to those roots versus like, you know, there, there's other horror movies, like maybe the Haunted House ones where, you know, not everyone believes in the paranormal, but if you do, it's not like every single house you're in is necessarily haunted yeah. or you're going to go through the that type of situation. While this is like a, I feel like a situation that most of us, if not all of us can can relate to at mm -hmm. some capacity. But yeah, my my biggest gripe is I will preface in saying this is my opinion. I feel like the mother definitely like way overreacted and should have apologized to the guy whenever he did offer that to her. Like to me it would have been even scarier if she had realized, oh crap, I did kind of overreact and apologize, but he still did all of those things. Like, like the way that the movie appeared is, oh, because she didn't apologize, he did all of these things, which doesn't excuse the fact that he did those things. They're, like, terrible things. There's no reason for him to do those things. But it's like, well, okay, if she would have apologized, then the movie wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been a movie. But, and that's why I was like, well, on the flip side, if she had apologized... And he's like, that's not good enough. I'm going to make your life a living hell and kill everyone you love. Then that would be absolutely terrible because you're like, what do I do? What else can I do to like, you know, make amends with this guy or whatever? Mm -hmm. It's like, you can't. It's like the, it's like this movie gave you the, gave her the scenario of you can make amends and everything is okay. But it, to me, it would have been scarier as, like, no matter what you do to make amends, it's not good enough. He's going to keep pushing. But anyway, that was, that was just my thought. And then, the, but I will say the ending was super satisfying with how he died. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, you're just like, yes! <laughs> Uh, but yeah, overall, the movie is great at being tense, and Russell Crowe did an excellent job in his role. Like, I don't really see him in that type of role often, if ever, and he just very intimidating yes. and just did such a good job. It was great. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I also give it a 7.5. Oh, nice. Yes. Russell Crowe is a treasure. <laughs> I generally only see him in roles of, like, the good guy. Mm -hmm. So to see him in this role was so different, but he did such a good job. I guess in Les Mis, he was the bad guy, technically, but... Technically? Technically? But I kind of forget that that movie exists, so... Well, I mean, he was also, in that movie, a law enforcement officer. Yeah. So he was trying to do the right thing by the law. Yeah. Well, so he wasn't technically a bad guy, but... But for the protagonist. Yeah, to, yeah. Or to the main character of the musical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on this one, it's like... Oh, he's no, a bad he's, guy. He's doing terrible <laughs> he's, things. He's a bad guy. Like, lethal and, weapon type of... And yeah. granted, he also had a lot of stressors put on him, and he snapped as well. But... It was just, it was such a different role from what I'm used to seeing him in. And he did it so well. I loved it. 
I I do differ in my opinion <laughs> about the mom. We also are completely different drivers, though, we are, I will say. For sure. I'm I'm a lot more polite of a driver for the most part. People need to get the hell out of my way. <laughs> but I'm not as aggressive of a driver as my husband is. So this is fine. I have concerns this for both fine. of you. It's fine. <laughs> But I do feel like she had a lot of stresses put on her, and she didn't technically do anything wrong. She went about it in a very rude way, but she didn't technically do anything wrong. So with her already on edge and so overwhelmed with everything going on with her divorce, her salon closing, losing her best customer... And being late to take her kid to the school again. And the dad canceling plans on the son again. It sounded like that happened pretty often. Just everything was piling on. And then to have the guy make them even more late by just sitting at the light. I get it. I personally would have done a tap first. And then done a much longer honk of the horn. Kind of like she did. If he didn't move after that first one. But to each their own. And I get it. I get why she was just at that point. Yeah. Um, I also get why she didn't initially apologize and was trying not to engage with him at all. Because it's weird. And a, potentially a safety issue. It is. Because you don't know what his intentions it are. It is. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised that the son even rolled down the window. He's a kid. So I get it. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, I wouldn't be engaging with him either. I would do my utmost to ignore him as well. And if he continued to rant and yell at me, I would be on the phone with PD right then and there, personally. But, again, to each their own. I get it. I honestly had to kind of nitpick with the realism scale that we'll get into later. But overall, this is a very enjoyable movie. It's very, very tense. Um, I say enjoyable. It, it's enjoyable if you really enjoy really tense. Yes. If you don't like tense movies, you will not movies. Yeah, like no. this one. This one has your stomach in knots almost the entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> I was dancing for in these my feet. people. <laughs> so it's it's not like outright scary, like things coming out of the dark at you kind of scary. But it's it's an everyday fear. Yeah. It's a very plausible, this could actually happen kind of fear. Yeah. So it's it's a really good one yeah. in that respect, for sure. Because it just takes mm-hmm. that one drive in yes. scenario to be like, oh, I ran into a road rage driver. Yeah. Easily happen. <laughs> yeah, especially in the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of those. This was based in Louisiana. There are a lot of scenes that were shot in New Orleans. Oh. Mm-hmm. I forget what other city they also filmed in. Sorry. Awful with names. <laughs> so for realism. Hmm. This one was tough as well. I initially gave it a 2.5, but I'm kind of, it's like I'm dancing between a 2.5 and a 3. But kind of like my, my track of logic is like, first, I do, I liked how they put 
the mom in a helpless situation where her phone was stolen and she felt like it wasn't safe for her to call the police because it's like the the situation they were putting her through if they hadn't have set that up it would have been just dumb that she didn't like contact the police or whatever but the fact that her phone had been stolen and then whenever they did reach out to an officer the guy figures out how to obliterate him it, it's just like, holy crap, like, the the place of one entity that you rely on to save you from these situations is... And they're not there. Yeah, yeah. But I will say how quickly he was able to find her in her home made him almost seem kind of like a, a boogeyman in a way where it, it just, like, I'm pretty sure they did that for the pacing. Technically, it was the mother's home. Well, the, yeah, I said her home. Yeah, you didn't specify. It wasn't or, her home. It was her mom's home. Well, he initially went to her home and then the grand- grandmother's home. Yeah. There were two different homes that yeah. he went to. But, like, the the grandmother's home, that was more realistic because he's, like, following them. But to get to the mother's home, the protagonist's home, it was just, like, very quick. But I Like, to get to her home? she He had her phone. If you pull up GPS, just type home. But I'm saying, like, the pacing was kind of instantaneous. Like, it, it, it's like it cut to the mom, and then he was at her home. Yeah, he was already driving there. I'm just saying that, you know, they might have been, like, 20, 30 minutes away, and he got there in, like, five. Okay, but anyways, <laughs> from from what I saw... To me, it seemed a little bit quick, but I understand that it's based off of the pacing of the movie, because obviously if they're going to go through the whole, like, showing him driving and stuff, it might make, stretch out the movie too long and it wouldn't make it as tense. So even though, as far as a realistic sense, I felt like he was able to go to each of these locations, like, even, like, meeting the the lawyer guy even though he shows up in those locations so quickly, I understand that they likely did that for pacing to keep the intensity. Mm-hmm. Though I will say my biggest complaint and doubt in the realism is I don't understand how, especially when he had previous road rage, at least one incident, if not more than one incident, and he wasn't caught yet. Yeah. Like, that That seems yeah. a little crazy because there's there's street cameras everywhere even when you don't know there's street cameras there's street cameras like big brother's always watching and then i whenever the guy has left the mother's home and i think it's when they're technically already heading to the grandmother's house they and they're trying to like figure out where he's his by using the tablet and then they figure out where he is, that he's, like, right there next to them. I don't think it was smart of the mother to drive past him. I feel like she should have remained behind. Because whenever you drive past him, he could have, if he saw her, he could have either sideswiped her. Or he could, he could like, speed up and then cut her off. But it's, like, if you, if she remained in the back, especially, like, a car or two back... She still, I feel like she would still have better control of the situation rather than zooming past him. 
And then, so this is like, while they're on the way to the grandmother's house and they're trying to get help, with her son then being in the car, like he's, he's technically still at risk because the guy is coming after them. But he's, but she knows where her son is. He's right there with her. I feel like she would have been better off finding a police station first than going to the grandmother's. But, you know, at the same time, giving this movie a little bit more leeway if, you know, I, not, we don't know where all of the police stations are, even in an area that we're familiar with. So I don't know how, how close she would have been to one. Yeah. So it's completely plausible that she ruled out police station because there wasn't one close to her or she didn't know where one was and she thought it'd be too risky. But that is definitely something that went through my mind. It went through mine as well. But like overall, it the movie is definitely like an exaggerated or an exaggeration of an everyday situation. But as far as like being chased and actively trying to get away, it's still accurate for like a lot more extreme road rage cases. And unfortunately, people have been shot and killed in road rage cases. So uh, it's just the the or going off the road. Yeah, yeah. But it's the <laughs> the going to your house, uh, torturing your brother, killing his wife, girlfriend, fiance. And that stuff is a bit extreme, but still, I mean, if someone's crazy enough, it's plausible. Oh, yeah. So the crazies are out there. So, yep, for sure. So this is extremely rare when this happens, but I'm actually going to give it higher. I'm going to give it a four. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause the vast majority of this, I can actually see happening, especially if he has her phone. I can see that happening. However, <laughs> we're going to take this part by part here. In the very beginning, there's when they show the house that he's sitting in front of, his ex-wife's house, a light comes on upstairs in the front of the house, but the couple comes from downstairs behind the stairs. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's funny. Yeah, they, they show the stairs from the front door after he breaks it down. <laughs> and I thought at first, okay, maybe there's someone else living with them, but it only mentions two casualties. Like, it only mentions the couple. And it's unlikely, it's possible, but unlikely that there's multiple staircases in that house. So, oopsie poopsie on their part. <laughs> also, when the guy breaks the mug on the lawyer's face, you can't tell me not a single person was on the phone with PD. Mm-hmm. Not a single one. There were a ton of people taking video, but not a single person at all in that entire diner immediately on the phone to PD going, there was just an assault. <laughs> and then he kept taking it further. And again, they showed no one on the phone that I noticed. There were, again, a ton of people taking video, but no one actually speaking on the phone. <laughs> I actually have heard there's a phenomena. I forgot what it's actually called, but it essentially is like, when there's enough people that are witnessing an incident, everyone in the group is assuming that someone else is calling PD. Yeah. But then, like, no one else is actually calling. Yeah. 
Um, that's why when there's an emergency situation and you need someone to call for an ambulance, you need to point specifically to someone and say, you call 911. Because otherwise, if you just say, someone call 911, chances are no one's going to call 911. Yeah. But still, not a single person is calling. Yeah. Yeah. In that entire diner. Really? Then again, no one calling PD after seeing the pickup rear in the red car repeatedly while they're stopped at a light. Yep. Seriously? I've called PD for something like that before. Oh, really? Yes. Chris was in the car with me. We tried to give them as much of the license plate as we could see and a description of the car and everything because they just kept going. I, I do wonder why she didn't just drive to a police station at any point. Mm-hmm. Any yeah, point. Yeah, she had the whole movie and she didn't go to the police station. Like, legitimately, personally, I would have been on the phone with PD as he was ranting at me with the window down. But barring that, why not, instead of taking the kid to school, you know what? You get a day off from school today, kid. Let's go to the police station. Because he's still following. That's an unsafe situation. At this point, he could potentially find out what school the kid's going to. Yep. If nothing else, by the direction they're going. So, no, I'm taking us both to the PD. <laughs> yeah. So, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. I'll play with the kid's life. Mm-hmm. And then she gets to a gas station, and you cannot tell me. That a woman that has just been through that crazy situation where the dude was following her and her kid, that she's not going to lock her damn doors and take everything with her. Okay, they tell you, even whenever you're gassing up your car and you're right next to it, to always lock your car. Yes, because people have, there's plenty of video of this everywhere, open people's car doors and take in purse, wallet, phone, whatever, before the person even notices and are gone. They're just gone. So, no. (laughs) And then the fact that, I think if I remember right, the cashier, she offered to, like, call the police. Yes. And she didn't take her up on that offer? Yeah, she's... She didn't want to upset him further. She thought maybe having someone else there would kind of diffuse the situation a little bit and that he wouldn't want to do anything. But he's proven that he's insane already at this point. Yeah. So if he's following you, no. call the police. Like, he already tried to run them off the road and brake check them and everything. No. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. So... It's just BS that she would leave her stuff like that. Yeah, she she doesn't even attempt to call PD until after she realizes her phone is already gone. Like, when she sees him run over someone, that's when she's like, I need to call PD. Not any point before. Seriously? Yeah, red flag should happen before someone well, gets killed. before, please. And he might not have been killed, but... It didn't look good, that's for damn sure. Um, I'm also, I know this is really, really nitpicky, (laughs) but I'm calling bullshit, not just BS, bullshit, (laughs) on her pocket being able to hold those scissors to the point where she has to dig them out to stab him with it. Bullshit. Bullshit. 
Have you seen the pockets that we get as women? Bullshit. I would kill for pockets like that. Seriously. Bullshit. Satisfying death scene, but bullshit on the pockets. <laughs> You're very passionate about pockets. Extremely. These leggings don't have pockets and I'm mad about it. I have found more and more leggings available that do have pockets. Yes. And I was excited when I, I bought some, like, athletic shorts that uh, they had a, a very nice pocket. Like, this entire phone disappears in the pocket. I was very impressed. Which is rare, especially for shorts. And they're only $5 mm-hmm. at Ross. Yeah. So, fashion industry needs to get with it. Not everyone wants to hold a purse. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> I'm even more passionate about it as a new mom. You know how much shit I have to carry? On a daily basis. Give us freaking pockets. My daughter has pockets on her pants. (laughs) Oh my God. She's five months old at the time of this recording. And her pockets are decent sizes. She shouldn't even have pockets. She's five months old. What is she going to carry? Lint? (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. <laughs> no, that's insane. It is. It's stupid. Oh. And it's like every diaper bag I've ever seen with any mom is like stuffed. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we end up still having to carry extra stuff typically outside of that bag. So give us pockets. <laughs> it's not too much to ask. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> I can get off my soapbox now. That's all I got. Well, um, <laughs> overall, <laughs> a really good. I have strong opinions. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where do I take it from here? <laughs> it is a good movie, though. <laughs> Russell Crowe's a treasure. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie. Yeah, it's like overall, it's a really yeah. good, intense movie with a very satisfying ending. And honestly, the kid did a good job, too. Yeah. Yeah. I like the kid. Yeah. He didn't do anything too dumb. No, yeah. Apart from, you know, rolling down the window. I as I, I can see most kids doing that, to be fair. I can see a lot of them doing that, yeah, sadly. Yeah, but despite it being a highly exaggerated situation, yeah. the start of the road rage and the pacing still makes the movie feel pretty realistic overall. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but... Thank you for joining us today and hearing Jess's rant on pockets. <laughs> and let us know what you thought of the movie. And pockets. <laughs> if you'd like to recommend a movie, game, or tea, you can leave us a comment or join our Discord server. I'm throwing her off with pockets. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. If you would like to keep up to date with our content, you can find our link tree with pockets listed below. (laughs) Now with more pockets. (laughs) If you'd like to support us monetarily, we have a Teespring or PayPal. And we have our affiliate link with Plum Deluxe as well available. It does not affect the price of the tea. And it does not come with pockets. Unfortunately, no. (laughs) Though you can use their little pouches as pockets. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but it does allow us to continue to do what we love. And you can find all of the sites mentioned below, hopefully with more pockets. But until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.